It's cloudy, windy, and three degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's nine o'clock. I'm Haley Germain. Following a week of controversy over repeated comments on the case of Chinese tech executive Meng Wanzhou, John McCallum has been removed from his post as Canada's ambassador to China. Hours after he weighed in on the high-stakes extradition case for a second time in less than a week, the Prime Minister's office announced yesterday that McCallum had been told to hand in his resignation. On Tuesday, he told a group of Chinese-language journalists in Toronto that he thought the Huawei executive had a strong case for extradition, later saying on Thursday that he misspoke. Then on Friday, a Vancouver newspaper quoted him saying it would be great for Canada if the U.S. dropped its extradition request for Hmong. More news in a moment, but first, 770 CHQR helicopter traffic. It is not a pretty morning on the roads. Highways just west of Calgary are covered in ice and snow currently. And Highway 22 just south of Cochrane is closed both ways after a collision. And in Calgary, there is a stalled vehicle on northbound Crowtail Trail just before 16th Ave Northwest on the hill. It is walking the right lane with its flashers on. True wealth is about making the most of everything that life has to offer. This is health. This is wealth. This is life. Learn more at sunlife.ca. For the 770 CHQR traffic helicopter, I'm Taya Eason. Mainly cloudy today with some flurries. The temperature will drop early this afternoon and we'll be aiming for a high of minus one. Light snow should end this evening and then a mainly cloudy sky and a low of minus nine tomorrow. Mainly sunny, aiming for a high of three. Right now in downtown Calgary, it is three degrees and do be aware there is a wind warning in effect for Calgary and many surrounding areas uh, all the way down to the southern border. Highway 22 is shut down in Cochrane due to a fatal collision. We don't know much, but RCMP do say they were called to the scene at about 7.30 this morning. So Highway 22 is shut down between or near the Fireside neighborhood, uh, and it is shut down in both directions. Uh, everyone is being asked to avoid the area if possible. And RCMP are actually re- recommending that against any unnecessary travel due to the weather conditions that are causing snow-covered icy roads. Police are investigating after an injured and unconscious woman was found in a southwest backyard early yesterday morning. She was found at around 2.45 and the alley behind a, ho- behind a home along 68th Ave Southwest. The area remained taped off throughout the afternoon yesterday as police searched for evidence. The woman was found suffering life-threatening injuries to her face and head. It's unclear if she lives at the house where she was found. Police are asking anyone with information to come forward. A biologist says work on the Trans Mountain Pipeline crossing in a Chilliwack, B.C. creek has destroyed habitat for coho and chum salmon. Mike Pearson says the salmon are part of the diet of endangered killer whales. He says the corporation covered the Stewart Creek steam bed with concrete blocks and harmed the chances of survival for young salmon. So the juveniles need cover and food neither of which is going to come anymore from the crossing area because it's just smooth bottom with concrete boxes, nowhere to hide, nothing to break up the current or for them to hide from predators. Trans Mountain says the BC Oil and Gas Commission approved the work and didn't find any issues in site visits before or after construction. First Nations and environmental groups say a draft plan to restore Canada's largest national park is too weak to ease international concerns about threats to its World Heritage Site status. Melody Lapline of the Miccosiouk 
Cree First Nation says the proposed plan is likely to result in the status quo. I guess the so what. There's a lot of things they say they're going to do. However, there's not really hard timelines and, and, and finances to really back up what they propose to do. So to us, that's really a fundamental piece that's missing. UNESCO has given Canada until Friday to say how it will fix the problem and preserve the world heritage status of the park on the Alberta Northwest Territories boundary. Authorities say a man suspected in two shootings that left five people dead in Louisiana has been arrested in Virginia. Police say 21-year-old Dakota Terrio was arrested this morning and will be returned to Ascension Parish to be booked on two counts of first-degree murder, home invasion, and illegal use of weapons. Authorities allege Terrio killed his girlfriend, her brother, and father before going to his parents' house in a neighboring parish and killing them before taking off. No winning ticket sold for the $24.3 million jackpot in Saturday's Lotto 649 draw, although the guaranteed $1 million prize was claimed by a ticket holder in Quebec. It's 3 degrees at 9.05. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled update at 9.30. I'm Haley Jarmain. Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, flying solo today. And if you'd like to join me, because I am on my own, so you can give me a shout anytime you want. Phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. And we had a little bit of mixed bag out there today and uh, a little bit of... Look at my my phone this morning. When I woke up and looked down. It's plus ten. <laughs> I, I hear this pouring rain on the on the skylight on the old house, and uh, and then go downstairs and it's snowing. And so you kind of we get all four seasons going in one day, which is always uh, typical Calgary um, early spring, late winter type of day. So enjoy those type of days. And I, the way I looked at it when I was thinking to myself. It could be way worse. It could be minus 30, and uh, we could be down east, like in Montreal and some of those places that have endured much worse weather than us. So we, we've uh, come come through fairly easy here this winter. So enjoy it while we can, because you never know when it will change, as, as Calgary does change a fair bit on the weather, as we know. I'm going to be chat about a few things. Next week, I'm trying to get, um, there's a great book. It's called Gardening Under Lights. Um, by Leslie Halleck. I'm trying to get her. She's hopefully going to come on next week. Um, she does in-depth indoor gardening with lights, cause especially with the new LED lights. Um, there's a lot of things that can go right, but there's also a lot of things that can go wrong. And I've gone into garden centers and other grow places, and I see very good things happening with their lights. And I've also seen them using them very wrong, where they're getting lots of burn, lots of different things. So... Um, you definitely want to pay attention to that as well. And uh, just got a text reminding me that yeah, Mary's going to be 85. So happy birthday to Mary this week. I think it's uh, right at the end of the month is her birthday. So uh, happy birthday to her. And I'm sure she'll probably join us a little bit later. She's probably... Yeah, no, she, yeah, she said it was supposed to be 58. She just turns the numbers around. So, but... Uh, Matt, Mary is uh, alive and kicking and doing quite well, 
and I'm sure she's probably outside already doing something and uh, probably not sleeping in or nothing like that. So anyways, if you'd like to, uh, again, give me a shout, 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. And I just want a reminder, too, if you are a podcast-type person, you can catch all these shows um, in their entirety on the podcast, and so you can just listen to them. At your own will, at whenever you like. If you're, if you can't catch it on the show, or if you want to re-listen to something that you missed, um, they are. There is a podcast where they get downloaded and updated weekly, which is kind of neat. So if you're, if you're that type of person, and also just want to mention, like when this little bit of moisture, it's actually good. Like I said, you don't want to go out and and soak your your trees and shrubs tons right now, unless it's really dry, a little bit out, and it's quite warm out. You can, I like to wash off the evergreens and then the water. From that, we'll soak down into the root and and then just help keep it frozen again and, and just help with the desiccation throughout this. But this week looks pretty, a couple cold days and then warm up again um, mid to end of the week for a couple days. And then the following week looks a little bit nasty, depending on how accurate they are. So you can do... Uh, plan out a little couple outdoor things this time of year i always like to look outside and and see what is my yard missing and uh, i was inspired yesterday i did a bit of landscape design um we're moving into a new house so i'm doing a bit of plan and then i have a couple other designs that we're working on uh, a couple new projects in mount royal and a couple out uh in the country as well and so i'm just Sort of sketching, I was sort of just inspired last night and sort of sitting there on my iPad and with some of the new features, it makes it nice and easy. You can just take a screenshot of your of your uh, real property report or your plot plan or whatever, and you can just mess around. And if you make a mistake, you just erase it. So it's sort of like doodling, but you have the the capability of, of erasing your, your, your thoughts right away if you don't like what you put down. So anyways, that was my fun Saturday night sort of watching a couple movies and uh, and uh, just sort of being a little bit inspired um, on the iPad, just trying to think about getting the creative juices going. Because this time of year is when you sort of want to do all your planning. And uh, it was good seeing in the garden center yesterday, lots of people coming in. We have some great new house plants and our pots are looking really, really good. We have some great indoor pots. Lots of the new white ones that are, a, which is a big craze. Everyone likes to play in white right now. So we got lots of that. Lots of them in stands, wood stands, the macrame hangers, the leather hangers that you're seeing on Pinterest and Instagram or wherever else you see or get inspired for your for all your plants. So we try to keep up on that. Actually, we're heading to Vegas on Monday. There's the it's the gift show. Um, typically, we used to go to Atlanta or Dallas, but majority have moved to Vegas. It makes it a lot easier for us Western Canadians. We can head straight down, and uh, it's only a two-and-a-half-hour flight rather than eight hours on a plane. And uh, it's a little less expensive, and it's a little easier traveling on everybody. So, so we're heading up there tomorrow for a few days to rebuy Christmas and also... We're looking at adding some new things to the store, new pots, and a little bit of furniture and a couple other little things. So um, keep tuned and uh, keep up to date. We and follow us on Facebook and Instagram and all that. We always like to post lots of pictures of what we're up to and trying to bring all the latest things and keep up to date with everybody. 
Um, but I find that a lot of it, a lot of people are going back and they're just looking for that experience. And I've mentioned it a few times where people want to, they want to plant, they want, they want to come in and, and see something and they, they're getting, I think people are getting a little bit of tired of shopping online because there's only so much fun or so many things you can do on that. And it arrives in the Amazon box, which or from wherever you bought your stuff. And, and, uh, that novelty wears off fairly quickly. It's so much nicer going out and spend a day, lots of different plant places here in Calgary that you can go. I know there's that one in Inglewood. There's all the local independent garden centers. So lots of great places to be inspired if you're out and about and uh, and checking those things out. So and try and support your local independent guys um, wherever they are and whatever part of town you're in. So I know that's uh, we work hard, and especially with Sunnyside um, shutting down last year, um, our our demographic and people might have to travel a little bit farther for their garden center. I know um, we're purchasing a bunch of the benches and different things out of the out of Sunnyside. Um, put them into our new perennial house, and uh, it's kind of interesting. The fellow that was doing the that's doing the demolition down there was one of my past clients that I landscaped his house out in Dewinton. So uh, a little shout out to Dumbo Demolition. So Mike Golovich, he's out there. He's doing uh, he's doing some demolition. He's looking after all that takedown of the of the Sunnyside greenhouses. So. It's sad to see it go after all those years I walked through and uh, the other day and definitely had some flashbacks of different memories and uh, of different things that uh, went on at the garden center. I spent a lot of time there. So sad to see it go, but um, we want to make sure we try and fill the void as much as possible. And uh, like I said, we're we're purchasing some of the benches and different things out of there and uh, and try and reuse recycle there were some good things some good memories so i was involved in building a lot of the benches so always always interesting kind of fun stuff and where are we at for time we got a bit of time so another thing i like to do at this time of year and i've noticed in a lot of black knot around calgary so if you have any prunus family trees maydays schubert's any of those kind of things go outside have a look at your trees and shrubs and really look at the bark, and if you do have any of those black knots on there, call a arborist. Um, I know we got Mark, our certified arborist. Um, he's going out doing quotes, and our crew's out there fairly busy right now, um, which is good. We're starting to pick up. It was a little slow over Christmas and first part of January, but now we're starting to get uh, get rolling again. The crew's happy about that. And uh, it's just it's so much easier to do pruning, especially black knot and dead and diseased and damaged branches in the wintertime because we can see the structure of the tree and you can see what's going on with it. You can see the bark, all that kind of fun stuff. So it just makes it so much easier um, for pruning at this time of year So, and the guys can get in and out. So if you're looking for that, uh, give your, your independent... Uh, pruning guy arborist company a call um we're always more than happy and there's lots of good ones in town and try and stick with the locally owned and uh and i know some of the bigger guys are moving into town here so there's lots of little independent guys like us and uh, a few other ones try and support all our we need all the help we can get in our economy so it's uh it's a tough one for not just the oil people it's all of us are struggling a bit so you want to make sure we uh keep it in alberta keep it in calgary and uh, I know we're working hard with our local suppliers 
and also trying to do a lot of more growing with garden centers here in in Alberta. Um, again, there, a lot of the stuff has always been BC, but there's some great growers here, and I know we've turned that uh, programs up quite a bit. And uh, with our with our local growers here in Alberta, because they're doing a great job, and uh, and again, try and support where you can. And uh, and and it just saves on with all the carbon tax, the fuel surcharges, and wherever else, we try and do what we can to to save a little money and then bring in good quality plants for for everybody in the Calgary area and in our area as well. Because and that's the the important one when you're bringing in stuff when you go to your local garden center, whether it's us or plantation in the north or wherever you're at. And uh, and they're, they're bringing in things that are suited for our area that will grow. I know we offer a two-year warranty on all our trees and shrubs, so I'm, I'm not bringing in stuff that's not going to survive here. I'm going to bring in good quality things that we stand behind, and and that way I can offer a two-year warranty and uh, and not be worried about it. And I know these are going to be good trees. And there's some really nice trees um, especially with the new lots that are a little bit smaller. I know we're getting surrounded out by Spruce It Up. Five new communities going in behind us to the west. Um, it's amazing how, how much uh, how much land they've cleared and how much infrastructure they're already putting in over the winter here with this weather being the way it is. So it's uh, it's pretty awesome, just uh, the amount of growth. So sometimes if you don't turn on the news, sometimes you, you see and uh, sometimes if you just look around, it doesn't look so bad here in Calgary. So lots of things going on. So again, we're going to go to the phone line. Actually, maybe I'll wait till right after the break. And uh, and I think we are, we're, we'll take a trip down south somewhere and we'll chat with... Uh... <laughs> Anyways, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up Garden Center. Great selection of new house plants and new and indoor pots, seeds, and grower supplies are now in stock. Spruce it up, plant it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And uh, if you'd like to join me, the phone lines are wide open. You can call me at 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. And I got one text in. It says, I've... I bought potted tulips, miniature iris, and daffodils, which are finished blooming, still green and healthy. Can I plant them outdoors in the spring? And then there's a second question. Can I sprinkle some fertilizer around the trees? Um, second question, can, um, absolutely, you can use, and one of the fertilizers I like to recommend is is you can use the Green It Up Lawn Fertilizer because it's a good, well-balanced, the 16326. It's not just for growth, so you can mix that in all your tree and shrub beds and your shrubs and, and all that kind of stuff, by all means. So just do that, and uh, you can do that at any time because it's not going to do nothing until the it'll soak into the ground and be ready to go when the plants get going early spring. And as far as the other one, I would just, you, you definitely can, but they need to, you almost need to grow them. Um, either you just let them go dormant and and keep them in a cool, dark place till next fall with your bulbs. Um, just let them finish doing, let them die back, sort of like how we talk about the amaryllis, and then just plant them outside next fall. 
and uh, and then that should definitely help out if you're trying to get some a second life out of your of your tulips and daffodils and things like that. So give that a try and let me know how that goes. We're going to go to the phone lines and we're going to chat with Mary. Good morning, Mary. Mary. She's listening to the phone on the radio. Uh, Let's put her back on hold and uh, we'll go to the next one. We're going to go to Diane. Good morning, Diane. Good morning. How are you? Good. I have some cedar bushes that I trim every spring about the end of May. Okay. I'm wondering what the best fertilizer is to use, whether a liquid or pallets, and, and what number should I use? Um, they, they're more a little bit more of an acid level. They do like the 30-10-10. We have our evergreen food. Okay. Yeah. And, and I, do, do I you, just have to give it to them once during the season? Well, no, I would give it to them every three weeks, something like that. And uh, make sure you water them well first. Are they up against closer to a house or anything like that? No. Okay. No? Okay. Yeah, Yeah, just make sure you water them really well first, and then just mix the water-soluble fertilizer, like, into a five-gallon pail, and then just just soak it into the roots that way. And uh, they have lots of surface-feeding roots, So, but they do love the 30-10-10. So there are no 30-10-10s in a pallet form? Um, no, but there is, you could get the Evolve, like we have the tree and shrub fertilizer that you could use, um, and you can just mix that in and then just supplement once in a while, um, with the water soluble just to help because the cedars, um, their growth period, especially in Calgary is really a short lived time. Like they, they sprout out in the spring and then they really don't do a lot after that because our season is so short for them, right? Yeah. And and you don't want to promote a whole lot of growth later on. And that's sometimes why I like to just feed them like early spring, a little bit in the summer, then just stop. Because you, your cedars, you want them to slow down in going into the fall and winter because uh, they're tender enough as it is. It's hard to keep them going. So um, oh. if, you're, if you're lucky enough to you're having to trim them and all that, that's that's great. Um, yeah. So... So the tree and shrub fertilizer is a pallet, and then I mix the thirty ten ten with it. Yeah, you can mix it with water. Yeah. Uh, yes, absolutely. And then you can just give it a little bit more supplement with that. Um, you can also use our lawn fertilizer, like the sixteen thirty two six is a good one. You oh, can okay. use that to mix in there as well. Um, yeah, as far as the as the other ones, there's a few um, pelleted ones, but I, I do like the Evolve. You can also use the Groundskeeper's Pride, the eight four five. I think fertilizing with something is better than nothing though. So there's a few granulars out there that are quite good. So you got you got a couple of choices. And do you sell them there? Absolutely. Okay. Yep. Okay. Thanks, Dan. And what about rose bushes? Do you have any pellet fertilizers? For Absolutely. Rose? Yeah, we, no, we definitely do. Um, again, that's where our lawn fertilizer is great for that. It has the higher middle number, so it has the high for, for blooming and that as well. And another good product for your rose is, is this as a maintenance, is the Pure Spray Green. Oh, okay. It really helps keep any of the bugs away. And if you happen to get powdery mildew or anything like that, it's a great um, combat for that as oh. well. Yeah, I've got some of that. Perfect. Anxious to use it this spring. Okay. Absolutely. Thanks. thanks. Bye, Dan. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. We're going to go back up to Mary and see if she's there. Morning, Mary. Wow. How are you? You called me at my name, and then you talked to Diane. Yeah, well, because we're trying to wait for you. You're listening to the radio. Well, yeah, I was. Yeah. (laughs) I was. Yeah, we just... I have to admit that. I don't lie at 85. No way. Why would you? (laughs) Anyway... Um, 
I want to thank you for your kind words. Yes. And also, um, just, you know, life's great. Yeah. I, I feel good, and I never thought I'd get to this age. I guess I'm like wine or cheese and trees. I guess I last forever. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't drink wine, which I don't. No, but you, you have a good attitude. You always keep going, and, well, and you don't stop, right? If you sit and wait to die, sometimes no, never, n- never do that. My roots are my roots are to go around and be friendly, and they're even having a party at Nanton on Thursday for you. That's awesome! My birthday is Thursday. Well, I'll be in yeah. Vegas, so I'll be I'll give well, you a cheers oh, from there. Oh gosh, good to win some money for me. <laughs> I always need it. Yeah, don't we all? All <laughs> yeah. right. Anyway, great program. Thanks, Mary. And I enjoy. And, and Brian is so happy. You're the fellow that's answering. Yes. Phone. It's a very nice man. Absolutely. Yeah, great program, Merle. Thanks, and Mary. And all the best in this year. Not looking forward it, to it. It's should be good. Turn around. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm gonna, the wind is about 100 clicks out here, so I wasn't <laughs> outside. All right. Bye, Mary. I got to go. Okay, bye. Sorry. Bye-bye. All right, got to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Garden on 770 CHQR. It's mostly cloudy, a bit windy, and three degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 930. I'm Haley Jarmaine. Highway 22 is shut down west of Cochrane due to a fatal collision. Few details have been released, but RCMP say they got the call at about 730 this morning. Highway 22 is shut down in both the northbound and southbound direction near the Fireside neighborhood. Drivers are being asked to avoid avoid the area. A strong cold front moving through southern Alberta this afternoon has prompted a wind warning from Environment Canada. The agency says damaging winds are happening or are expected to happen. The warning includes both Calgary and Edmonton and stretches all the way down to the southern border. To the forecast now, we are expecting a mainly cloudy sky for the most part today and some flurries. And the temperature is actually going to drop this afternoon, aiming for a high of minus one tonight. Any snow we're seeing should taper off and then mainly cloudy, a low of minus nine. Tomorrow, mainly sunny, aiming for a high of minus three. It's three degrees, breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled news at 10 o'clock. I'm Haley Jarmaine. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. If you'd like to join me, the phone lines are open. You can call at 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. Got a text from Brett, a fellow arborist here. Can you remind people that elm trees need to be done October to March only? Yes, absolutely. That is a great, and there's a, it is an actual bylaw, so it's, a, it's against the law to, to prune any of the elm trees outside of that uh, time frame because it it opens it up and it makes it easier for the transition of the Dutch elm disease. So um, if you have any elm trees, um, absolutely you want to get them looked at. Again, give your uh, give your arborist a shout to come out and have a look at any of those because um, they're they're such a magnificent tree. But if they're left um, unattended. Um, they can get a little bit nasty or any broken branches because they do work as that upside down umbrella sometimes if we've had that heavy snow and things like that. So you want to make sure that your your elm tree is in good shape so it can hold up 
to any of those uh, ill-fated weather things that we get coming going through Calgary. So thanks for the reminder, Brett. Appreciate it. And uh, let's go to Steve. Good morning, Steve. Well, good morning, Merle. How are you? I'm doing very well, my friend. Uh, good yeah, job. I wish you all the best of luck in Vegas, pal. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Put it all on seven. <laughs> uh, just don't go out to those chicken ranches. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't like chicken. No. <laughs> Listen, my friend, highly informative show. Always enjoyed it. Thank you. Um, first of all, I'd like to put out my congratulations and uh, to say a very, very happy birthday to Mary. Absolutely. Yeah, fantastic lady. She's part of your show, you know. No, absolutely. <laughs> and she likes to call in, and she's very well informed on so many other topics, like on the political shows. She can phone in and duel with anybody else on any of those topics as well. So um, if you're looking for someone to chat with, <laughs> head down to High River and find her somewhere <laughs> around there. And if you're looking to debate, I think she could uh, probably hold up her socks to anybody on any topic almost. So. It inspires me, my friend. My dad's 87, and he's just as active in his yard, and he lives in Niagara on the lake. Absolutely, you know, and that's it, it's a true testament. If you like, you got to keep moving and keep living and doing things, because uh, um, I think if you stop, I think it, it shuts it down. So you got to really try to. Because, and unfortunately, here at, at News Talk, we've had a couple losses the last week or I so. I know. It's very sad to hear about Peter Watt. Yeah, and then and then yeah. John Hemby, like John, yeah. a young fella, thir- 38 years old. Unbelievable. Yeah, that's um, crazy, so, just sad stuff. So, it really tells you how quick life can be taken away from us. So, um, you get out, enjoy what you want to do, and, exactly. and, and do what you do. So, I feel blessed at 64. <laughs> awesome. That's good. So hey, how listen, I... my friend, you said about uh, uh, watering the trees. I just want to let you know. My uh, place, everybody calls my place here at Falcon or in Sherwood Forest. But okay, nice. That's what happens when you've been here since the beginning. I bought the house in 84. I pulled my hoses out of my shed five times over this winter and yeah. watered everything. And you were saying about uh, just hosing them down, not the water. Well, you, you can definitely, if it's away from the hose, and if you have to really dry and there's no snow there, you can definitely get some water in there. You just don't want to flood out your, your yard sort of thing. Um, but, but by all means, adding some moisture in there, keeping it frozen. Um, Steve, you're doing all the right things. That That's absolutely perfect. Cause, well, uh, we're expecting some snow today and a little bit of rain maybe, but yep. you never know. Every time I water, the damn wind comes up, and it's like I, I might as well not have bothered. <laughs> but it, it, it does help. It gets the water in. It's so dry here, and the desiccation is when we get our really dry falls. If we get a, going into winter, like say in September, October, before freeze up, if it's really dry, that's way worse on the trees and shrubs than the minus 50 or something like that. If, if our trees and shrubs are frozen in with good moisture in the ground, they stay frozen. And that's why Edmonton can grow cedars and, and things like that a lot more than we can here because it, does, it stays frozen there. They don't get the Chinooks. And so it's, a lot of people think it's the cold weather that kills it. It's, it's the desiccation. It's the warming, thawing, and then they just dry out in the, in the wintertime because there's nothing there. So... Um, that fall watering is really, really important. 
And and with my evergreens, I like that sort of. I was talking about hosing them down. You don't need to hose down an apple tree or anything like that. No. Um, but I do like to go out and, and hose off the evergreens on those warmer days just to get the dust out of it, let it breathe because it gets dry and dusty here. So well, I don't think my hose would reach the top of my trees. Those things got to be. <laughs> I got I got about ten uh, uh, cedars and. Uh, uh, also, pine trees right down to awesome. uh, jack pines, and they're all. Geez, I, I love going through. So, yeah, mean. Steve, I love going through the older like Falcon Ridge and different areas in town because you see some pretty awesome trees, and uh, like you said, you see the guys that have been there forever and and have looked after their yard and their trees, and you see some stuff that you don't. If you just stay on the main drag, sometimes it's nice to take a little shortcut or or maybe the long cut through some of the older na- neighborhoods and sort of see where where they planted trees, what they've done right, what they've done wrong if if you're if you're looking for some some neat ideas in your landscape. And I I love driving through those areas. I I always and my my eyes are wide open when I go through, so Well, you're always welcome in Falcon Ridge, my friends. Awesome. <laughs> um there is a I'm trying to think it was in just off, it was in the northeast, another area. There was a, a gentleman out there. He had full-grown bonsais in his in his front yard, and these were phenomenal and super healthy. Like he had about eight evergreens, but he had, um, and it was an older Japanese fellow. But he had, he was out pruning these trees when I was going by. I just, I couldn't help but stop and just look, and, and it was just amazing. Like it was just, he, but he had full-size bonsais in his in his yard. So it's amazing what you can do here in Calgary with a little bit of tender, loving care, a little knowledge, a little sharing, and away That's you go. true. Well, your little cedar trees, I bought off you. I got six of them off you and made a nice planter out front and put some chairs and a table out there, and they're doing just jake. They're, they've really grown. Perfect. Yeah, I can't thank you for all the help you've given me over the time, and a very, very happy birthday to our buddy Mary. Absolutely. <laughs> but you have a fun time in Vegas. Thanks, Steve. We'll take care. Bye. Thanks, bud. Bye-bye. All right. Always good to hear from Steve, and uh, we need to hear from some commercials. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs. And if you'd like to join me, the phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. And I'm going to go to the phone lines. I'm going to chat with Dale. Good morning, Dale. Oh, thank you for taking my call. Of course. How can we help you or how can you help us? Over the years, yep. I've heard people, they say they talk to their plants. They got they got beautiful plants. <laughs> yeah. And I've had indoor plants here. Yeah. And I, well, I don't talk to them, but they die. Is there any logic to this? Well, what they say is because you breathe out carbon dioxide and the plants breathe in carbon dioxide. But I think plants also, um, I think it's that whole karma thing, right? Like if you create a good karma in your house and your positive attitude because there was a study actually and we put it on our facebook page on the spruce it up one if you're on facebook or anything um they did a study they put two identical plants in in a hallway in a school and then they had the kids talk to the one plant on the left hand side with all negative comments and and like bully it and and then the other plant they talked to it positive and, and and really good karma. And the plant that had the really good comments flourished, and the one that was getting bullied really looked bad. 
So I'm not sure, but I, I do believe in good atmosphere, good karma, things like that. So um, it, it definitely won't hurt Dale. And, and plus, they won't talk back. So you won't have any arguments coming from you. So, you know, you can always get your point across. Well, I'll maybe give it a try. I, and like I said, it's, and I'm, if I'm in the greenhouse watering, I'm always talking to myself or thinking, and I think out loud a bit, create that. Uh, and some people always say if, they, if, you, if you're talking to it, you tell it not if it's not blooming, you bloom or you're going to go. A lot of times they'll bloom. So, like I said, I don't think it's going to do any harm in it, and it's always good to have someone to talk to, whether it's a plant or, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, Dale. Good luck. Enjoy your program. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Um, yeah, and it is interesting on some of those things, and I'm not sure how accurate that one was, but it was uh, very evident in the results of the look of that plant, and as long as they watered it the same and everything like that, that being said, it, it did look like it was just the positive attitude really created that better um, atmosphere for the plants to survive and really do quite well. So, anyways, phone lines are wide open now, 403-974-8255, or if you're out of town, 1-800-563-7770. And I got a text here, and it just says, what's the best way to store your seeds, and how many years will they last? Well, um, to be honest, Dwight, I honestly think they can last quite a long time, and I do like the wild rose heritage seeds. They, they come in a, in a nice foil package. So it's actually great for for storing them. <clears throat> so if, even if you get little um, glass jars, like and or little Ziploc bags, things like that, um, and you can get them at the dollar store or wherever. Um, those are great, cool, dark place, um, Tupperware containers, depending on how much. But it's nice if you get some smaller ones, and the glass ones with the thing are great to use. Um, this Ziploc bags, um, but again, put the bags into somewhere dark. Um, dark and dry, and they can last years. Like, there's no reason why. I know the government and and things like that make us put expiry dates on everything. So a lot of the seeds that we we go through every year, if they've been stored properly, and especially like the wild rose heritage seeds, um, there's no reason why they don't last four or five years um, if they're stored properly. If they're out in the heat to totally drying out and, and, and things like that, you're obviously you're not going to get as much time out of them. But if you're storing them right in a cool, dark place, um, you'll get years, years out of them. So, uh, but again, be careful how many seeds you're buying at any one time. Um, I, and I do like to say that to people, if they're just starting out and you go to the seed rack, it's, it can be intimidating. Sometimes people, you walk out with way too many seeds and it's intimidating and you end up, with not we not create much success, so always oh, start out with a few of each, and then and then build your build your confidence up from there, and away you go. So we're definitely going to be doing a bit more of of seed talk in the next few weeks as well, because uh, we're heading into that that is that season. I know we got our West Coast Heritage seeds in. I mean West Coast seeds in, and our Wild Rose Heritage seeds. We carry those two brands. Um, for you in store and nice thing with the west coast i know a lot of people order on catalog but if you get them from us you don't have to pay no freight and if we don't have what you're looking for you can just order it through us at the store and they bring it right to us and then you don't have to pay any 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 postage fees or anything like that and plus you get to check out all the other fun stuff in the store as well and if you'd like to join me 
Phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. When I get back, we're going to chat with Harold about some asparagus in Red Deer. And uh, I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. Going to go right to the phone line, and we're going to chat with Harold. Good morning, Harold. Is it possible to grow asparagus in Alberta? Absolutely, absolutely. We 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 sell um, the root. Um, you can also believe you get it in seed as well, but we have the root, and you plant it. It takes two seasons to get a good crop. And I recommend planting probably 10 to 12 roots of it because when it does come up, you're not getting tons of it right away. Um, and you know how much asparagus you can eat in one sitting, especially when it's going to taste as good as it will out of your own garden. So um, you want to you want to definitely get uh, about a minimum, I, I say, seven or eight, but up to 12 um, roots to start. That way you have a good little patch of asparagus. Okay, the soil root will produce how many plants or how many uh, stems of asparagus? Well, once it gets going, you'll get numerous um, spears coming out of that one root stalk as it grows. You you can get up to 25, 30 or whatever. Um, but it, it takes a couple years for it to establish. But then once you get going, it, it, it spits them up and it comes up nice and early. So um, it, it, it's a little bit of a process um, of patience. Like I said, it takes a couple years. But once you once you have it up and going, you can have a have a great um, Alberta growing asparagus. So. Okay, so in a couple of months, we'll pick up some roots. Absolutely, yeah. And if you're in Red Deer, um, there's lots of garden centers up there that will carry that as well. Oh, so. okay, thank you. Or you can drive all the way down to spruce it up and see me if you want, Harold. Okay, I will. <laughs> all right, thanks, bud. Thank you, Mike. Take care. Bye bye. All right, and I get a couple texts um, just regarding. Apple tree pruning should be a yearly thing spread over a couple of seasons. I agree. Apple trees don't like real super heavy pruning, but they, and you want to keep them a little bit more horizontal. It makes it easier to pick. And, uh, and you want to do it earlier rather than later too, because sometimes you can lose your, your blooms and that if you do too heavy a pruning early, early spring. So, and again, dead damage and disease pruning at this time, um, heading into February, March is uh, ideal pruning time. So, and then Pat, um, he said, terrible luck with germination of a sweet peas planted and replanted different types. Um, again, I, I like to get, get your sweet peas out early and it does, ha- doesn't hurt to soak them a little bit first, but they like to come up when it's a bit cooler. So you want to get them out first thing. Like you want to get those out really nice and early, Pat. Um, as soon as you can work the ground, you want to get your uh, you want to get your uh, your sweet pea seeds into the into the ground as well. And I'm going to go to the phone lines and I'm going to chat with John. Good morning, John. Uh, good morning, Merle. How are you? Good, good. How can I help you? Uh, we have a lilac tree that is sprawling and kind of taking over much too much too much of the side of the garage, and yep. I don't know how to cut that back and tame it down. Um, is it something you want to keep at a smaller size or is it just, this is just over the years, it's just gotten. Yeah. Over the years it's gotten, uh, it's sprawled out laterally. Okay. Uh, And, uh, I I would like to keep 
keep some of it, maybe uh, half of it. But uh, has it been pruned pretty heavily in the past at all, or uh, not in the? What has it been? Seven years that we've been in the house. Okay, because sometimes if something's been pruned at the same spot over and over and over, a lot of times I like to just do a rejuvenation pruning, and that's just take it right down to the ground and let it grow fresh from there, and then just sort of retrain it. Because you'll be amazed at how much energy or how much new growth will come up um, from that rootstock. So if you were to cut that right down to the ground in February, this spring it would grow probably four to five feet. Um, in one season. I think that would be great for us, yes. Yeah, because some of it's old wood, you're not, it's not super... I, I, I recommend doing that quite a bit with some of those older shrubs because it's, it's always a little bit of a shock factor at first, but once you see the new growth come up, you're just like, wow, and then it's just nice and healthy, and then you'll get blooms the next year. You won't get any blooms this year, but you'll you'll definitely get nice new growth, and you can train it a little bit easier to, to the direction you want it to go with all your new growth. Great. All right. I'll try that. Thank all you. Right. Thanks, Sean. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. And I got another uh, got a text, and I believe this is Graham Bond. I, I mentioned this tree because it snuck in this picture last week. He was asking about his cactus, and uh, and it is a ficus, a variegated ficus. It's like a fig. And Graham, it's super healthy looking, looks great. They can actually get pruned. And I was just down in Mexico two weeks ago, and you'll see these all over the place there in the resorts and, and around the cities and stuff like that. Um, they can be pruned fairly easy, but they will drip a white glue. So when you when you prune them, John, if you want to just thicken up, and don't go heavy, but just ones where you just want to tidy it up. Um, it can be done at almost any time, but you will it will drip. Um, so just put a cloth or something underneath it while you while you're doing any pruning because it will drip for a bit until the wound heals up. But that one's looking super healthy, and that's just a variegated ficus benjamina, benjamia, however you want to say it. <laughs> Anyways, um, that's that on that. And Diana, our sweet pea lady, she's just on hold right now, but we're getting close to the end of the where I need to take a break. So I'll get to her after after the news and we'll chat with her. And she has some advice. I was hoping she was going to hear the sweet pea call and uh, and call in and uh, give us some sweet pea advice. Anyways, I got to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. It's cloudy and three degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 10 o'clock. I'm Haley Germain. Highway 22 remains closed near Cochrane due to a collision. Few details are known, but RCMP say they were called to a collision at about 7.35. The two drivers were taken to hospital, one in life-threatening condition, one with minor injuries. Two children also taken to hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Highway 22 has been shut down both north and south near Fireside. You are being asked to avoid the area and RCMP are recommending against any unnecessary travel because road conditions are not up to par. Following a week of controversy over repeated comments on the case of a Chinese tech executive, John McCallum has been removed from his post as ambassador to China. Hours after he weighed in on the high-stakes extradition case for the second time in less than a week, the Prime Minister's office announced yesterday that McCallum had been told to hand in his resignation. 
On Tuesday, McCallum had told a group of Chinese-language journalists in Toronto that he thought the Huawei executive Meng Wanzhou had a strong case for extradition, later saying that he misspoke. On Friday, a Vancouver newspaper quoted him as saying it would be great for Canada if the U.S. dropped its extradition request for Meng. A university in Edmonton says one of its hockey players has died after playing in a game in Calgary. McEwen University President Deborah Saucier says in a statement that 23-year-old Nakeko Lamoth became unwell after the game at Sate. He was rushed to hospital where he died just before midnight. He grew up in the Big Stone Cree Nation in Calling Lake and was in his third season with the Grant McEwen Griffins. Environmental groups and two First Nations are fearing a draft plan to restore Canada's largest national park means Ottawa probably won't erase international concerns about threats to its World Heritage Site status. Casia Kerr of the Canada Parks Wilderness Society says the proposal to fix problems at Wood Buffalo National Park is so weak that revisions are unlikely to save it. Yeah, I... If this is all we've got to to save the park, I think we're we don't have a very good outlook, unfortunately. Development and climate change are causing so many problems for the vast park on the Alberta Northwest Territories border that UNESCO has given Canada until Friday to say how it will fix them and preserve its world heritage status. Authorities say a man suspected in two shootings that left five people dead in Louisiana has been arrested in Virginia. Sheriff Jason Ord of Livingston Parish says the suspect began his shooting spree there. Shot and killed his girlfriend, her brother and her father. And then he traveled from here to Ascension Parish where he murdered his his mother and his father. Police say the father lived long enough to identify his son as the killer. Police say the suspect, 21-year-old Dakota Michael Terrio, had recently been asked by his parents to leave their home and not return. Mona Rivera, ABC News. A strong cold front moving through southern Alberta this afternoon has prompted a wind warning from Environment Canada. The agency says damaging winds are happening already or are expected to happen. The warning includes both Calgary and Edmonton and actually stretches all the way down to the southern border. So we're expecting a mainly cloudy day today with some flurries, of course, a windy and a temperature that drops in the afternoon, aiming for only a high of minus one. Light snow should end this evening and then a mainly cloudy overnight with a low of minus nine. Tomorrow, mainly sunny and minus three. It's three degrees at 10.04. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled update at 10.30. I'm Haley Jarmaine. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. If you'd like to join me, the phone lines are wide open. You can call me at 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. And uh, just looking outside, I see the big uh, 30-foot, 50-foot spruce trees. They're blowing pretty good in the wind, so uh, batting down the hatches today. It looks like we're going to have a little bit of a windy day coming through. And uh, when you see them all... All moving in the wind. It's a, kind of a nice sight. As long as they're nice and sturdy, that's the main thing. And we'll speak to Diana now. She knows all about wind. She's from down south where they have a little bit of wind. Good morning, Diana. Good morning, Merle. It's so thrilling to hear that you have wind, and it's absolutely still down here. <laughs> oh, it's, really? It's so unusual. It's like, okay, this doesn't feel right, but it is starting to snow fairly heavily. So Okay, so you're, you got the, you probably had the wind earlier then. 
Uh, we had wind last night. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's um, cleaned up the yard beautifully. Awesome. I always, I'm always amazed. That you sometimes you forget how windy the southern Alberta can be. Like oh, yes. even Calgary's quite windy, but it's. It's at a Nothing. different level when you go down to Coldale, Lethbridge, <laughs> those areas where you are, Pitcher Creek. It's we had like... a we had a windstorm last month, or well, the beginning of the month, and it blew the wind warning sign down on the Highway <laughs> yeah, Three, <I> <laughs> and it was still blinking at 183. Holy man! You wow. know, it was still blinking, so it was like, mm, yeah, we do have wind, but isn't it amazing? We've had a mild winter, and everybody's getting inspired about sweet peas already. It's January. Yeah, and sweet peas, uh, they, they can be tricky, but for the most part, they're fairly simple. Like in the old, like, I'm not the old day, but I just remember my mom would always plant them. Never an issue, right? Like it was just, she'd plant them right. early spring, and away they go. We always had gorgeous sweet peas, and, and that's it. There seems to be a sort of a perennial question every year, isn't Absolutely. there? You know, people who say, okay, I put them in, they didn't come up. I put another packet in, it didn't come up. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's so disappointing for people, and they give up, and it's yep. such a shame. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think the best thing to do in this country is to wait as long as possible um, because you can put them in and we'll have a lovely Chinook come through and they get all inspired, and then, of course, we get hit with 30 below. Yep. Um, that's a lot of it. You know, um, so yeah, so you must... want to wait till you, like you can work the ground, and like yes. you don't want to try and put them out now, or you, oh, you got to no. wait till early, late April, early May. Again. That's it. Yeah. Okay. That's it. And um, you know, all the modern advice does say do not soak them, and I kind of understand that. Yeah. Because if they do go out and they're already wet, they're already ready to go, and if we do get a cold spell, then of course they just freeze solid and yep. die. Yeah. You know, so best of luck to everybody. Um, you know, nice soil. Wait till you can get really into it. And the, Do you like to put them in a sunnier location or less sunny? Well, or? they don't like facing south. Yeah, it's too hot. Because they get that blasting heat if it yeah. does get hot. And I have to admit, of course, I come from wind country, so I advise everybody to f- the best place for sweet peas is with some nice east East exposure. Yeah, because a lot of your legumes don't like it. Like even your peas in your garden and things like that. When it gets really hot, they just they get that spent look. They just That's don't. It. They don't. They don't look good. That's it. They struggle. Yep. They really do. Sort of cool climate. So um, they can. It, they're sort of like uh, climatists in a way. You know, keep my roots nice and cool, and reach up to the sun. Yep. So very very similar to like climatists. Absolutely. So in east location. And plus, you get to enjoy the color because, like you said, there's lots of things that you can put in those hot spots. Um, And people always struggle to find something that'll do well in the east. That's it. So there you go. And they love it. So good luck to everybody who's thinking about sweet peas. Absolutely. And hey, Diana, and I was thinking about you when that question came up. So I'm so glad uh, our ESP is working today, oh. even through all the wind. So <laughs> I've been doing helped. dishes, listening to your show, looking at the snow, going, <laughs> oh, goodness, we do need the moisture. Thank you. Yes. All right. Well, all the best. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much, Merle. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Um, and that's uh, Diana, and she has a, if you're down in the Pincher Creek area, I believe um, she has her uh, her garden center down there, and she sells sweet peas and things like that. So if you're down around that area, give her a shout or stop by and uh, and have a look at what she has going on down there because it's always interesting. And I always love when people call in and, and share their advice with us here in Radioland. And if you'd like to join... 
Phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255, 1-800-563-7770. And the phone lines are wide open. And uh, and I did mention to, uh, I had a call um, from, or a text from Chris just asking about LED lights, about the red and the blue and and to be used properly. So I'm really going to, I'm working hard at, at getting our guest in next week um, regarding that. I'm hoping to get the author of The Gardening Under the Lights. It's a full book dedicated to gardening with lights. And uh, so by all means, if uh, hopefully I have Leslie on next week and uh, she'll join us and, and share all her tips um, to help us with our indoor gardening um, with LED lights, which it, it, it does help and uh, and to extend our season's um, a little bit longer here in Calgary because we do go through, like it, the sun comes up about 8.15 and I think it's going down about 4.30. So we, it, it's short, short-lived time that we have of, uh, of, of, our, of our winter time. But once we get into the longer season, it, uh, it, it's, it's wonderful as we uh, get those long, long summer days, which is great. Going to go to the phone lines. And nice to see them fill up real quickly here. We're going to go to, I believe it's Marguerite. I don't think the rest of the name came through. This is my guest. Good morning, Marguerite. Good morning, Merle. How are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Good, good. I want to thank you for that wonderful Christmas tree I bought at your place. It hardly lost any needles. It was amazing. Awesome. No, and I had had a couple people send in pictures and talk about that because... I, again, I, I quit bringing in some of the other varieties. I just do the Fraser fir because I just know how frustrating it is having a Christmas tree with needles everywhere. Oh, yeah. And they're a little bit pricier, but, man, they're so worth it. Like, the needles just, and it just stay so fresh. So, thank it you. It was beautiful. Thank anyway, you. Anyway, I'm thinking to uh, June. Yes. We have Cotone Aster in our front yard, and it's been there for all the 50 years we've been here. Okay. And uh, it has oyster shell scale. Yeah. And every year I have this nice man come and spray it, as he, as does my neighbor to the south of me. Yeah. And, but every year it's still here. Yeah. And uh, we do have a couple of neighbors who don't spray. No, and that's it, part of the problem is, is that, and plus it's a really hard thing to sp- spraying If it's really bad, I'm going to recommend that you call a, an arborist out and maybe just it's time to rejuvenate that one. Mm-hmm. It's just take it right down to the ground, clean it up really good, and you'll be amazed that you'll have a two or three foot hedge this season. Water it well, give it good fertilizer, um, and you'll be amazed at how fast and you'll have a nice, good, clean new hedge. And it's just much nicer to start than trying to battle that. There's probably lots of deadwood, especially yeah. if it's a 50 year old. It's struggling, like it's trying to put all that energy into all that old wood. So it, it's time for a rejuvenation. Like, I wish people could wish we could do that once in a while when we have those sore joints, which we could just <laughs> lop it off and grow a new one, right? It would be awesome. But trees and shrubs have that, uh, certain trees and shrubs have that ability that you don't want to do that to your tree, big trees and things. But shrubs, um, hedges, um, ketoniasters are one that we have that ability, and it's just called a rejuvenation. So mm-hmm. that that would be my recommendation. And if you'd like to to give our crew at Prune It Up a call, they'd be more than happy to go and give you a quote and uh, and and do that for you as well. Okay. And what kind of fertilizer do I put on? I would just you could even just go like a twenty 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 like this a good all purpose 
I'm with that one. You could go even the the evergreen fertilizer with a little bit more nitrogen up top for the growth, like a 30-10-10. But I, I'd honestly just recommend like the 20-20-20 water-soluble. Um, I would start feeding it um, first part of May or when it warms up enough to get like in that 15, 20 degrees range. And I'd give it a shot every couple of weeks up until July. And uh, and then you'll get nice, good growth on it. And uh, and you can also use the product, that Pure Spray Green that I talk about. Once you got a bunch of new growth, and that'll just help keep that oyster shell scale at bay as well. Okay, so are you suggesting then I should just have it cut down now? Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. Yeah, It's it sounds like it's that. It's 50-year-old hedge. It's had lots of oyster shell scale. I think the spraying, it's just, it's, it's, it's just not doing... Um, it's never going to combat it to the effect where you're going to see the full result. So it's just, it's time for rejuvenation. All right. All righty. I appreciate that. Thank you're very, you very welcome. Much. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. And uh, at this time of year, this is when we do a lot of that with the Pruned Up crew. They're out doing lots of the, the start doing the rejuvenation and things like that. So it is it is important for some and because it, it's an epidemic. It's been left in one of the worst spots, if you want to see it in the spring you go through uh, um, on Elbow Drive and that some of the older ohms in there, and it's just it's, it's so sad. You see the whole hedge; it just looks dead. And really, all it needs is a good prune it right down to the ground, a good cleanup, and regrow it from there. And and people could regain their hedge back instead of living through that horrible look of a of a dead head hedge in the front of your house. So, um, if you do have that. Um, there's a there's a solution for you. Let's go to the phone lines, and they're going to chat with Keith. Good morning, Keith. Good morning. How are you? Good. What are you What are you looking at doing? Well, last week I took two clippings from my red maple. <laughs> yeah. Put one in a jar of water. Yeah. Uh, room hormone uh, dip powder yep. stuff, you know. Yep. And then uh, I put one in uh, like soil and vermiculite and. Yep. So they root. Or is it too early to start that? Or? Um, it is a little bit early. Typically, I like to do that on on new wood, like when you get that new growth come out. Yeah. Um, you get about three or four inches on there. Um, typically, they'll root a lot easier on that new growth. Right. Um, but that being said, it's probably what you did clip off was last year's new growth, so it totally hasn't got hard yet. Okay. Um, so you just use, you probably need to upgrade to a number two rooting hormone just a harder wood, like there's one for soft, and oh, that's yeah. the new growth, number two for harder, and then there's one for real hard wood as well. So, um, so that's quite important to have the, the hormone? Or? It, it definitely helps, especially when you get into the hardwoods. Okay. Yeah. And it typically don't prune. You really don't want to cut off a whole lot of your maple or birch at this time of year either because you'll probably get a little bit of bleeding on yeah, it as I well. Did, I think I called you on it last yeah. summer, and we, we trimmed it finally for the first time was this fall. Yeah, you want to do it when it's fully leafed in the summertime. Um, any of your birch and maple, you just want to do them when they're fully leafed out in the summer. Um, okay. If you if you prune them in the f- in the winter time when there's no leaves, you'll do you will get some bleeding on them. They will bleed. So okay. uh, only so time you leafed out in the fall or, or summer. early yeah summertime like July is perfect okay. for your birch and maples. Okay, I might have done it a bit wrong, but yeah. But if you didn't get a ton of bleeding on it and bleeding, I mean just water coming out. It's just sap. It typically, unless you didn't go real heavy, it's not going to kill no, it or I anything. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 No. Okay, I was just try- kind of experimenting, but I thought, well, 
I like to have another red maple, so I might as well give it give it a try. Absolutely, no, they're gorgeous. If you can get them going, if you get the good hardy varieties, they're gorgeous. So yeah, it's been about seven years. It's it's. I'm uh, do you remember? Was it a Prairie Splendor? Well, or? my wife bought it for for Father's Day, but I think it was for her. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, uh, we never did look and see what it was. Okay, yeah, because I know I, and, uh, I did bring in the Prairie Splendors, um, and there's quite a few because I know we work with the Hopewell Group and a lot of the newer communities up in uh, in Copperfield and things like that where they have a, a program where everybody in those communities gets a gift card um, for our store. Um, so well, there's quite a few of those Prairie Splendor maples in those newer areas. So I was very excited to see them survive um, just when I go for little tours, cause, just because they stick out so much longer yeah, um, in the new neighborhood, so I was able to see. And uh, but yeah, it it th- th- there's that one, and then there's a crimson red or crimson king. I, I don't find it quite as hardy, but I, I the prairie splendor is the one that I like. So I heard a red rocket. On yeah, before. yeah, no, and I got that one. It's not as true red, but it, it it's very nice as well. I got more of those coming this spring. Those have been hard to get, but they're getting more and more into production, so we should have lots of those this year. Right. Okay. All right. Thanks, Keith. Thank you. Take Bye. care, Ben. Bye bye. All right, and I got a few people on the line, which is good. We're just going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and and Pat sent in a text. Tossed my Christmas tree outside two weeks ago. Still looks great. Good to hear. Good to hear. Good to hear. Lots of lots of good things going on there. Going to go to the phone line, and we're going to chat with Shirley. Good morning, Shirley. Yes, good morning, Merle. See, um, this last fall when I picked my apples and I noticed the tree, it's about five years old, and this last summer seemed to be some damage on the leaves, but I'm getting holes in the apples and things now. Are those insects coming out of the ground or flying in, or um, what's the plan for next year? <laughs> yeah, they, they definitely crawl up from the ground. So the good thing is good early spring cleanup. Um and the product Pure Spray Green works really well with apples as well. But you got to be careful you, you got during pollination. I wouldn't be spraying anything on, like when they're in that blooming period. Um, apple leaves tend to attract a lot of different bugs and different hornets and wasps. And some of those are those cutter bees or cutter wasps. And I, I just find that um, very rarely I see a perfect apple leaf all the time. They always seem to attract... Uh, a lot of the different bugs to um, affect, but once once it's uh, done blooming in that, if you want, if you're starting to see a little bit of of aphids or different things, um, the product Pure Spray Green works really well on those and is safe to use on that. Um, and you can do it every biweekly or something like that. But other than that, there's not. It just it is what it is. Um, depending on the season and and having a good healthy, um, well fertilized apple tree, it'll combat a lot of the. A- insects and different things that affect it yeah i think i chased my friends the birds away because they were picking at the apples so i put a net up and yeah uh maybe wasn't good i should have let them go to it yeah because they do eat a lot of the bugs as well um so a lot of times until the fruit's bigger the birds will eat a lot of the bugs that are on there um another thing is just have a have a bird feeder in the house in the in the yard as well and that'll help keep them away from 
from your trees and shrubs on, uh, and doing any damage on some of the fruit. But especially the cherries, if you're doing any of those Evans cherries, things like that. And once you get to that stage, I, I, if the magpies and the crows just love those. And they a lot of times they'll eat most of your harvest before you get to it. So, Yeah, and I have squirrels too, so I was trying to keep them out of the tree and... Um, yeah. No, oh. it's, it's, but it, like I said, it's always interesting watching them, right? Yesterday I was watching the magpies, um, in my neighbor's yard. They were, there's about eight of them eating snow, but they'd grab a clump of snow, throw it on the concrete. And there was like, they were playing a game of some sort. I don't know what they're doing, but they're, they're eating the snow and just doing something. I watched them for about a half hour. So it's just, it's good reality TV. So just watching, watching the birds and the critters in your yard. So. Yeah, well, I was kind of trying to back off feeding the birds a bit because I caught like 37 mice in my yard, and I think I'm feeding them a little too much too. So yeah, but if you're using a good quality bird f- food seed, um, they won't it won't ever get to the ground because um, they're not throwing it. Like I know we sell the sunflower chips and kernels. And really nothing gets wasted. Um, but if you are using the cheaper big bag of, of of that bird seed that you get at the box stores, it seems cheap. But a lot of that seed just gets thrown all over the ground because the birds won't even eat it. But that's where you will get the mice and the different things and then all the stuff growing underneath. Um, so um, just maybe pick and choose. Pick a little better quality. If you want to get into birding, pick a good quality bird seed. And you won't have any of that problem. So they don't waste it. They know what's good. It's just like us. Um, if you see a good veggie or a good steak, usually it won't get wasted. So, Yeah, the squirrels like to shake the feeder and get <laughs> everything all over. Oh, yeah. All kinds of fun stuff. So I was trying to maybe keep them away, so I backed off a bit. But, uh, yeah, and I love listening to Mary. She's a real treat, too. Absolutely. No, she's, she's got it going on. She has a good attitude. So it's always always lots of fun. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, right. thanks, Merle. Thanks, Shirley. Take Bye. care. Bye. Bye. All right. And I got a couple texts that I will read. Um, I had someone has five-year-old Jubilee nine barks. They have become quite spindly with large gaps. Um, can they be cut or do they require selective pruning? Nine barks are a perfect one for that um, rejuvenation. If they're really spindly, you could take them halfway or even right to the ground, and they like that. They'll come up right from the bottom. And, uh, and and thicken up for you. But they're also, when you get them to a certain height, if they're spindly, you can just take the top six inches off as well, and that'll help thicken them up. As And I do that all the time. I did a hedge of uh, of nine barks because, again, they don't... I didn't do the, the ketoniaster because they do get the, um, the, the oyster shell scale and whatever else is going on with them. So I, I switched to... Uh, a nine bark with a lot of the hedge and it grows a little faster as well. So make great hedging. Um, so either right to the ground and then once you get it back up to that three to four feet, you can just keep just taking the top six inches off and it'll thicken up for you that way as well. All right. Going to take a break for the news. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. It's mostly cloudy and three degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 1030. I'm Haley Jarmaine. Highway 22 is closed in both directions near Cochrane due to a fatal collision between a car and SUV. 
RCMP say it happened at 35 or 735 this morning. The driver of one vehicle was taken to hospital in life-threatening condition while the other driver suffered minor injuries. Two children were also taken to hospital, both with non-life-threatening injuries. Highway 22 is shut down near the Fireside neighborhood and you're being asked to avoid the area if possible. Local media in China are reporting a 61-year-old Canadian man has been detained on allegations of trying to defraud an unnamed entertainment company out of $375 million. The unnamed man allegedly tried to use fake papers to transfer the money from the company's account to an account in Hong Kong. The arrest comes in the midst of an escalating diplomatic dispute between the two countries. Mainly cloudy today with some flurries. Temperature actually dropping by this afternoon, aiming for a high of minus one tonight. Snow ending this evening and then mainly cloudy, a low of minus nine. It's three degrees breaking news when it happens. Next news at 11 o'clock. I'm Haley Germain. Livestock Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up Garden Center, where we have a great selection of houseplants, new and indoor pots, and also all our grower supplies, seeds, and lights are now in stock. Spruce it up, plant it up, prune it up. We got you covered. All right. We're going to go to the phone lines. Actually, I'm going to do one text real quick. Uh, it just says, thanks for your discussion on hedges and rejuvenation. Um, they have a Katoni Aster hedge that's 45 years old, wraps around the back deck, and it just says, should we cut it to the ground and apply pure spray green? What I would do is absolutely, um, if it's if it's something you can do yourself, cut it right down the ground, um, four to six inches high. You want to make sure you have really good sharp pruning um, tools, whether you're using a chainsaw. Uh, I like to go around after as well and just tidy up any of the ones that maybe get shred up a bit with a, with a good pair of loppers just to clean up any of the wounds. And then do a really good raking, clean up the any of the debris. And some of that you might not be able to do right now, depending on how much snow you have in your yard. Um, but then first thing in the spring, um, I'd like to put the, the soaker hose on that and just really hit it with a good dose of water and then start fertilizing um, at that time. And you can use 30-10-10, um, 20-20-20 is a great all-purpose fertilizer that has a good, well-balanced of everything for you. Um, that one I really like, and you can use that, and uh, and as well, the Pure Spray Green. When you see about 8 to 10 inches of growth, you can give it a shot of the Pure Spray Green, and that'll help with uh, the oyster shell scale, and then also any of the, the powdered mildew or anything else just to get it nice and healthy. But really important, the soaker hose, get the good moisture into the roots, um, and then all, like I said, all those old roots that have been trying to rejuvenate all that old wood for the last 40 years um, will go into all brand new, nice new growth, and you'll be amazed at how well your your new hedge will look. So, and again, at that time, you can train it too. You want to prune it so it goes a little bit more to a point, not an actual point, but it goes wider at the bottom and a little thinner at top. That way the light hits it. A lot of times people, when they do their pruning, it's a natural thing. You end up going a little tighter on the bottom and it gets wider at the top. And that's a lot of times where you see the bottom of your hedges um, don't look as good because they're not getting the amount of light. They get shaded. So you got to go the opposite way. You start at the top and, and then go down. So you, you're you wider at the bottom, a little thinner at the top, and then you'll have a nice healthy hedge at that point from there. And we're going to go, who's up first? We got Myrna. Good morning, Myrna. Hi. Hello there. How are you? Good. 
Good morning. Good morning to you as well. How's it? How's it up in Northwest Calgary? We have a very dry winter this year. We don't have a lot of snow. No, I actually I got a lot of snow. I I live in Sundance, and yeah. I will say like in my yard faces the front yard faces sort of a west. I'm amazed at how much snow I still have. Like it sort of just hasn't melted and. Um, fair bit of snow. We don't have so much snow in Northwest, and I am worried about my perennials that uh, I, I've been watering. I, I watered last couple of weeks ago when it was so dry. Yeah. Um, and this, this any anytime if you have any mulch even or or even getting some, it's a good time to amend your soil. If it's totally exposed, you might even want to sprinkle some sea soil or even just some compost or or even just potting soil of some sort on there, and then just water that so it just helps keep it frozen as well. I, I put some, when, I have lots of begonias last year, so so I always change the soil. So okay, I, the, nice. The, I dump those soil into them, yep. and then I watered them before the fall. Perfect. So I don't know if they are still wet or do I have to rewater again. Um, it doesn't hurt just to rewater the top because, they like said, depending on which way is it facing, if it's up against the house, it's going to dry out a fair bit. Um, so, again, yeah, just in any time if we do get some snow, just pile it up on those areas. Uh, we don't have. So <laughs> this year we, we don't have a lot in the no. northwest area. So I don't know what happened there, but uh, in the northeast they have lots of snow. Yeah, no different. Uh, it was amazing. Like on this morning, like I looked on my phone app, and and I when when you're on the weather channel or whatever on your phone, it says follows you. So your temperature where I was was ten degrees, and then it said the. F- uh, for Calgary, it was three. So at the airport, it was three degrees, and in South Calgary, it was ten degrees this morning around six thirty. So, Jeez. anyways, but I'm phoning for Merle. If my question is about my uh, spruce, the cone spruce, yep, the miniature ones. Um, I I went to your shop. I I think I was telling you last time I called that. Uh, what's her name again? Very very unusual name. Told me to buy. Um, wilt proof yep. and I did that when I uh, before the before the winter yep. them, I watered them and I sprayed them with the wilt proof now my question is how often do I do that um, like before the spring comes before what type of, are they Colorado blue spruce or it just says spruce I was looking at it it says, spruce, says miniature spruce okay so that's an Alberta dwarf spruce yeah it says Alberta yes. dwarf yeah, yeah you're right yeah no those are the it's kind of the worst name for a spruce tree for that one they call it Alberta spruce which you think should be super hardy it's yeah. probably it's probably the least hardy spruce tree in our area it's almost I would consider it almost a cedar um so if you've applied that um, once a I month. I planted them in pots, like a, a meter tall pot. Yep, yep. No, but you got them planted in the ground now? Um, no, I, I didn't plant anything in the ground. I have five of them, but they're all in big pots. Okay, and they're in the them outside, and they're surviving. That's good. Yes, yes, so yep. far they are. So I think the one that I did before the winter worked. Yes. But do I have to re- keep redoing I, I it? I would do it again like a couple times, but you're not getting tons of moisture. Depends how much moisture you have. It doesn't hurt to hit them again because it really, especially if we get a really dry early spring here, that's mm-hmm. when you see some of the desiccation. So on those pots, um, yeah. do you kind of have them in a shady area or full sun? It's in a shady area, okay, like about good. six to seven hours sun. Okay. 
Absolutely. So that that's good because you just in a pot it's harder too because if it thaws that's where you start seeing some of the the damage on those as well. Oh, um, so you want to make sure you try and keep the pot frozen. Like if you can um, keep it covered of some sort and put something around it, other pots to shade it, so that way the yeah, pots. Yeah, that's what I did. Perfect. Like I... Perfect. Yeah, no, and give it another shot. Um, maybe every. Of the of the wilt proof, absolutely, and it's just like a lip balm for your for your evergreens. Oh, okay. That's how I like to use the analogy. You know, just like our lips and our things feel so dry here in the winter time. Wilt proof um, for our evergreens, our tender evergreens, like the Alberta dwarf spruce, our boxwood, and some of the cedars. It really just helps seal in um, that moisture and help with that winter desiccation. Okay. All righty. I'll try and do that again. I'm just not sure how 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 much uh, do you, you have. To uh, every month That's and a half is lots. Every two months should be lots. But you got to do it on a warmer day. So if it does warm up again today or next this coming week, supposed to be plus six. Um, yeah. Do it at, do it when it's a little bit warmer. I know we do all our outdoor arrangements with that, and it makes such a difference. Yes, it is. Like I like I. My, I'm the only one with evergreen in my neighbors. So, yeah. like they're they're asking me how did I keep it to alive during the winter, and and you know I I get to spread the news. <laughs> awesome, <laughs> just like me every week. It's awesome. Yes, and thank you for your show. I really enjoy it every weekend, and I look forward to listening every weekend. I do as well. Like I <laughs> I throughout the week, I get people that. Uh, um, hear my voice and things that when I'm in the store, they recognize it and stuff like that. And I get to talk to people, but I, I, I thoroughly enjoy it. And then, like I said, every Sunday I get to come talk about what I love to do. So I, I feel I'm pretty fortunate. So and, thank you. <laughs> yeah. And I get to chat with you guys every week. So it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much. Thanks, Myrna. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. And when I, uh, I'm going to take a quick break. When I get back, we're going to chat with Reba. And she's joining me on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. If you'd like to join me, the phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. Right now, going to go chat with Reba. Good morning, Reba. Morning, Merle. How are you today? Good. I'm heading to Vegas tomorrow, so hey. you lucky duck. <laughs> you know, Reba, Las Vegas, so hey, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Well, have fun. Absolutely. Spend all your money. No, no. We're doing it for, we're, we have to go buy Christmas all over again. It's our Christmas trade show, so. Um, oh, right on. That'll yeah. be fun. Um, it sounds fun, but after you've been to a Christmas trade show 10 times, that novelty's wore off a bit. But I okay. do enjoy, we get to pick out all our Christmas stuff again and uh, and get ready for the following next season again. So, um, wow. Yeah, yeah, everything's, way ahead of the curve. Everything's sort of eight months in advance sort of thing. Yeah. Like in the spring, we have to rebuy everything in July for the following year. And so we're always one year ahead sort of thing. So yeah, part of the part of the program. A lot of work. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. What what do you what's up now? I'd like to chirp about uh, direct sowing. Yeah. And uh, like I like to direct, direct sow a lot of flowers, and a lot of them are awesome. The lavateras and cosmos and absolutely blobbity bleak. And I was wondering if you can direct sow um, in dark, you know here um, things like snapdragons, portulaca, and asters. 
Um, you, you can, but it, it's a little tougher. Like especially um, Snapdragons, they take quite a while. So oh, do they? Okay. Yeah, it's one that I find by the time you get them in and get them growing, um, I just find you're better off to to Five start. Plants. Yeah, and this because yeah, you just don't get that great of a of a season out of them if you're trying to do direct seed on those. So Okay, good to know because the catalogs say, oh, yeah, and you just direct sow it. And I'm like, I don't remember mom doing that with those certain no, ones. No, 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 no. Some of those ones, they just don't, by the time they get going, they just there's not enough time for us to get the full enjoyment. And, and snapdragons are one of those great ones too, especially if you have critters because they are a little bit deer-proof. Yeah. Um, the deer don't like them, so... Um, and they're pretty hardy. Like, they just keep going for you. But we used to start them quite early, and and to start them, we had to do vernalization. We'd, we'd put them in the fridge for a day um, before oh. we seeded them. Okay. And so things like that. So Is that the same for lupin, too? Um, I haven't grown lupin, but I'm, I'm assuming because they're very similar and they have that hard seed. So I would say yes. Yeah, for sure. And another thing, what about zucchini? Can can you direct sow that? Uh, um, you should be able to, but again, it's one of those ones, depending on what area you're putting it in and how much time and if you have a nice hot spot for it, um, whether or not you're going to get enough. Because I like to start those earlier because um, they are so tender. If you get them up early, um, like they, we get frost into the first week or so in June, um, and those things, if they get any frost, they're gone, right? So for sure, yeah. So I had zero like year before last. We had so much zook, it was stupid. We were just giving <laughs> zook away. Last year, I had, I got zero. Yeah, so it really depends, but uh, same with those things. I, I, I'd prefer to start them inside, get okay. them established, then put them into that nice hot spot, um, exactly. sort of mid-June, once we're past the frost, or if you have a greenhouse of some sort outside. I um, wish. Yeah, no kidding. All righty. <laughs> Thanks so much. You're Mom. welcome. Have a good one. You too. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. And I was just trying to uh, look up a couple of texts. I had a question on... Um, whether or not uh, uh, cryogenic seeds would be safe to store over long periods. Um, I, I'm not too sure on that. I'm just trying to look that up if anybody has any thoughts on uh, and uh, and see what they what they have to say about that as well. And I got one from, from Leslie. Good morning, Merle. Just wish to our beloved Mary a very happy birthday. She's definitely part of your show, and we appreciate her positive outlook. And she's a very inspiring lady. Love you and your show. Thank you, Leslie. Appreciate the the fine comments. And and I got one from Terry. He's asking about his laurel leaf willow. Need some tips on when to prune. Right now is a good time to prune your willow. Um, any dead, damage, or disease branching. They're probably one of the worst pruned trees I ever see in Calgary. People try to contain them because a lot of times they're planted in the wrong spot. And they try to keep a laurel leaf willow down. And some, I see, especially in Sundance, I see so many just getting hacked. Um, but they can be such a gorgeous tree if they're let to grow properly and prune properly. Um, but they do need some thinning out. Um, so right now is a great time to do that for your laurel leaf willow. And right now it's time for me to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR.
Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. If you'd like to join me, I might be able to squeeze in one or two more calls. 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. And where am I at for... Um, actually, I had a question. Live out in West Bray Creek. Wondering if there's any treatment for the pine beetles. Not really. The best thing is just removing those the, the trees that have been affected and and discarding them of of get rid of all that so it doesn't spread and hopefully we get uh we you're supposed to get about three to four weeks of minus 30 or colder and then that is one of the other cures um for that but it's interesting i was in jasper um and used to be the forest fires used to control a ton of that um, but if you've been to Jasper, you'll see this the desic- like the decimate like the the forest's been desiccated or decimated by the pine beetle. It's horrible. Um, but a lot of it is because we've done too good of a job on the forest fires that this pine beetle is now spread, and uh, I, I think it looks it, it's horrible. Unfortunately, what's going on with the forest up there? Um, the pine beetle is just taking hold and it's just spreading like crazy. So. Hopefully we figure some out. Unfortunately, they're going to have to do a massive burn. Maybe I'm not. I'm not sure how they how they're going to solve that issue. But right now we're going to go to Joe. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Merle. How are you? Good, good. How can I help you? Uh, quick question: We've inherited a, a house plant, a jade from oh. a great aunt of, of my wife's, and uh, oh, nice. It, it was yeah. It's really wild. Like it's leaning. It's it's got lots of droopy stems. Like we're yep. just. We've never had one. Like, how far to trim? She really wants to keep it because apparently these things. I mean, it's it's about thirty years old. We think. Yep. Adeline had just a little memento from. She didn't have much. Something she left to her. And then so, it's nice. And if if it's something you want to share with the rest of the family too, at this time of pruning, um, they root really easy. So if you want to get some four inch pots or anything at this time. And yeah. if you do want to cut one or two inches off each one, all the stems all the way around, and then to stick them into the soil and keep it moist, they'll root okay. up really fast. So you could also share that with other family members if you'd like. And so it can kind of come from it. But so how far can you go? Like it's like there's the- for those cuttings, I would just do that, like the one or two inches, and then after that, you could take it down um, a third off. Like if you want to even it up. Um, honestly, jades are one of the easiest ones to prune. Just, oh. just sort of shape it though, like sort of look at it, and you sort of create a nice round. Um, oh. And just if there's some that are going off in one end, you can take those right back. Um, they're probably one of the easiest ones that oh. um, for pruning and they recover. I just oh. remember doing cuttings of those in the garden center, and they'd fall down into the gravel, the leaves, or whatever, and they'd root and start growing in the gravel by themselves. So. <laughs> There's some, uh, yeah, we were just fine because, like, it's, it's, they're almost like they come down into a U and then hook back up and yep. it's leaking. How big a pot should it have? This thing is about, I would say, two and a half, almost three feet across, kind of thing. Like, I would big- put it into a, a 23 inch pot. Like, I'd put it into a really good, like, a good size pot. And like try to 24 inch. Yep, that's the best way. I'd prune it back, transplant it. And then you'll you'll just be amazed at how how well and they do like the nice good clay pot, um, so they like any particular soil. I'm just, just a, a good all purpose potting soil. Like if you're if you're coming to the garden center, we have tons of pots that size for a for a plant like that. Just a, our good all purpose spruce it up mix. 
um, a good purpose, all purpose. They're like you said, they're really, really easy to grow as well. Too once they get going, um, yeah. they give you lots of enjoyment, and you'll get blooms off them every couple of years. Usually, you'll you'll see they'll get a whole bunch of white blooms on them. Really? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, easy. We don't have the greenest thumb, so maybe this, this is good. this is a good one to build your confidence up, Joe. Okay, Thanks. and like I said, it, it it is if there is some other family members, just do that little share thing, and uh, you'll be amazed at how fast um, okay. and that gets you into gardening too, because it creates some confidence as well. Because you'll see how easy it is to propagate um, okay. certain plants. So if it's something yeah. you want to do to share with the rest of the family, there's something you can do. Okay, that's uh, a great. Idea. All right, okay. thanks, Joe. Again, take care. Bye bye. All right. And that's it for me today. This one went by quick again. Until next week, thanks for joining me here on Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR.